That is recorded now. Is it recording? It's recording and moving. Great. Okay. Do the whole thing again. Then. <laughs> Let's do the whole thing again. I'm glad we didn't get Chloe half an hour in and then realised. Um, yes. It's just not the table again. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Should we do the podcast now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, for the second time. Hello and welcome to the Just to Ride Films podcast, episode 25. Yep. Do you want to do that bit that you did earlier? Oh, yes. We're a quarter of a century. That is right, Dom. My name is Chip Thompson, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, co-founder, and His Royal Highness, Princess Dominic Pillai. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm feeling a sense of deja vu. Yes, that's because for some reason the thing stopped recording. They don't to need to know again. that, though, do they? No. But they don't need to know. I just, we're professional. I just feel like we hit our form on the first go, and now we're re-recording. We were so it's just not as good. Ah, oh, just oh, we were on it, it. was, guys. It was the best podcast ever. If this is your first time listening, you probably won't want to listen again, but hello. Uh, we are two independent filmmakers who are all about the support in indie film and are doing so in podcast form. I like to think of us as the podcast equivalent of an advent calendar. We're a sugary delight every single day, but only in December. And then we had a bit after that as well, which was... You yeah. had a story about advent calendars. Do you want to tell that again? This feels really false. <laughs> yes, because it is. Yeah, I'm not going to... I don't think I should tell it. Okay. Uh, we did compare ourselves to those rubbish advent calendars that don't have chocolates, so I just have pictures behind them. Ha ha, hilarity ensues. Yeah. <laughs> well, we open the podcast, as we do every week, by reviewing uh, a film that we've seen each in the last seven days, or the last 14 days, because it's been a while since we podcasted, Dom. It is. Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> do tell. We've been busy with life. Have we? Yes. Do tell. And I played with Jeremy Irons' dog. Uh, so, uh, would you like to go first again? Yes, I would again. And review the film you've just reviewed. I will. Uh, so, maybe I'll have a... Was that your chair? That was my chair. Not your bum? Not my bum. Okay. So, uh, I'll have another stab at this. So, this was a film I saw a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was a film that I first heard about on a documentary called Horror Europa, which was a BBC horror documentary with Mark Gatiss uh, looking at European horror films and it caught my eye because I just thought this looks like a film that I would really like uh, and I'm pleased to say I did really like it uh, it's a it's a film called Daughters of Darkness which was shot in Belgium and it's a sort of uh, European psychological erotic horror film uh, that's with- an interesting subgenre yeah, it's uh, it's got uh, a French actress called Delphine Seyrig, who was in a lot of uh, sort of art house French films like Last Year at Marion Bad. Uh, he's a really interesting French actress. And basically the premise of, of the film is that it's a very sort of standard horror premise, which is a, a recently married couple uh, are on their way back from their honeymoon uh, they go and stay in this old hotel in Ostend and then this ca- sort of weird Countess character who's this sort of vampiric uh, character sort of turns up and there's, it's just really about the, the weird dynamics between <clears throat> the characters and what seems like normal... They seem like ordinary characters at first but as you get to know them... Uh, there's lots of weird subtext going on uh, and they're all quite messed up 
in one way or another. So it's not a lot of plot, but it's it's a very a European film in the sense that it's not interested in, in plot. It's interested in atmosphere and it's interested in characters and the sort of dynamics between them. And I love films like that. And it was something that really inspired me in relation to the film I'm making at the moment, Sirens Bay. It's a sort of film that I came away from it and gone, this is the sort of film that I want to make. This is the sort of film that I would wish I'd made. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I loved it. Excellent. And what was it called again? It's called Daughters of Darkness. I think the hashtag podcast peeps should go and check that one out. And yeah. that's what they thought. Well, this week I'm going to review a film that is... Or possibly was out in cinemas. I'm not sure how much of a run it's had, but it's the Lady in the Van. Oh yeah, uh, which is the story of the writer Alan Bennett and pretty much how a lady lived in his driveway in a van for yeah. many many years. Yeah. Um. There's a little disclaimer at the start of the film which says uh, something like it's based on a true story or like it's partly true or something like that. Yeah. So it's something that actually happened to Alan Bennett. Yeah. Um. But he's taken. Uh, creative license with it I think in yeah. terms of I think especially the lady's backstory and where she came from because I don't think he actually knew too much about her yeah. other than that she lived in his driveway for a very long time Yeah, um, it's a really interesting one actually as well because cause it's got that kind of true story element to it and yet the, the, the way it's told narratively it's really quite interesting because Adam Bennett is actually two characters within the film yeah. so there's the guy that writes all of his plays and then there's the guy the version of him that lives his life right. and they interact with each other it's, it's really and it's not uh, put out there as something that's supernatural or just yeah. a bit odd it's just this is the norm they're just yeah. like housemates kind of thing Yeah. Um, and that adds an interesting dynamic to it and really it's just an incredibly delightful film and it's, yeah. it's really British as well like, it's just so it's set in Camden you know, it's just the most British thing I think I've seen for a very long time. Um, and really, really liked it. Had a lovely time. Uh, it's funny. It's quite moving in places as well, especially towards the end. Um, and Maggie's Smith is just a joy, really. Uh, there's a particular scene where she's riding uh, a carousel, which is my favourite thing in cinema for some time. <laughs> um, and I really, I think it's going to do really well at the BAFTAs maybe maybe an Oscar nod as well for Maggie Smith we'll have to see about that mm. but I think as far as the BAFTAs go I think it's pretty much a shoe in for a few nominations um, yeah I, I, The Lady in the Van is really good go check it out Dom would you like to review a short independent film now well yeah we, uh, we it's, it's something that we like to do we like to put a spotlight on independent short films because they don't get much of a uh, recognition um mm. they, they don't get the release that they should so we went to our good friends at indieboogie.com that's right uh and we saw a very interesting uh czech animation called in the tall grass i think it was israeli oh really i think so well i was confused as well because within the film there are there's czech there's russian and at the end it says it was made in jerusalem so oh, okay. it's a bit of everything. Well, I I apologise. I, I just got You could start an international incident. I could, but I guess the reason why I thought that was it's very much set uh again it's not some I, I don't want to go into it too much, but it's it seems like it's very much set in the Cold War. It's got that very Eastern European yeah. vibe to it. Uh and it's basically the main character is this guy in his apartment. Uh, and it's fair to say that he's losing it. 
Or lost it, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if he's on the brink of going mad or he yeah. already is and he's trying to control it. Yeah. But there's a lot of uh, indications that all is not well within him. Within his no, head. no. Um, and it's a three, it's 3D animation. Mm-hmm, like community animated. Yeah, and... What I liked about the the way it looked is that it almost felt the texture of it was almost sort of painterly. Mm. It felt like it was that it was painted, even though it's three D. Like they look, the characters look painted. Yeah, uh, and it had this very bleak oh. look, and the soundtrack is really brilliant. I thought it was absolutely fantastic because it just puts you on edge all the yeah, time yeah there's some really really effective sound work in there lots of really industrial sort of sounds again which harks back to that sort of cold war vibe and isolation and yeah it's just got this whole sense of menace and unease throughout mm. the whole thing the sound is very kind of like almost hyper diegetic isn't it like yeah. you can see all the sources but they just build and build and build until there's something that isn't right you know there's just something wrong with it all yeah um yeah, I kind of likened it to. I can imagine like if a Pixar writer and animator like got horrendously depressed and put into some sort of asylum. Yeah. This is what they'd make. Yeah. And that's a compliment. Yeah. It's very dark, um, and it just gets a bit darker. Really, like you're not really sure which way it's going to go. Yeah. Um, and again, we don't want to spoil the ending for anyone, but yeah, it's a really, really effective animation, and it's nice to see animations that aren't always kid friendly. You know, it's yeah. nice. To see people working within that medium that do something a bit grittier and nastier with it. Mm. And that was called, and it's uh, In the Tall Grass, yep. we believe. And it's directed by Alexi uh, Muftop. Yeah. I apologise, Alexi, if I'm messing up your name. But it, it's something we do regularly on this podcast. Yeah. So apologies for that. It's a staple. It is, yeah, it is. Um, what we'll do is we'll put a link in the description so everyone can go and uh, check out the film. And it looks like it got quite a few awards as well. I'm not surprised, to yeah. be honest with you. Like, it's a really, really good film. It's one of the best we've seen on the podcast. For sure. Um, so everyone should go and check it out, because it's only, what, eight minutes long, yeah. if that? So, you know, you could do it in a coffee break, and uh, it's good to get more eyes on short films, and let us know what you thought. Now it's time for that part of the podcast, where every week one of us will present the other one with some sort of filmmaking or movie-related subject, so we can have a bit of a discussion I always wave my hands when I'm doing that. You it's do, weird, yeah. isn't it? I don't know what that is. It looks um, like you're sort of fondling... Uh, I'm, I'm conjuring up creative talk. Yeah. Getting the atmosphere together. Like the atmosphere? A, like a magic wizard. You're the wizard of film. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week, uh, it's your turn, Dom. So what question have you got for us? Well... And by us, I mean me. What do you mean? Is it not I'm the only one here. Well, you can answer it, but I'm the only one here. You're just not the table. I know, yet. you don't need to keep telling me what I've knocked it. I I'm just letting the podcast peeps know oh. because they might think it's like an earthquake or something. Yeah, ISIS. ISIS earthquake. <laughs> ISIS are going to come out of the earth. Anyway, come on, what have we got? What's okay. your question? Um, well, this is sort of inspired by the short film that we watched, actually. Mm. Um, I was thinking about sound design uh, and thinking about. Ex- sort of examples where you've used sound design to enhance your film and uh, sort of pat- particular your experience of, of sound design mm. within film well sound design is always something that I wish I was good at and that in the sense of you know the technical sense of actually being able to put together a really good you know set of sounds um, I've made a couple of silent films which obviously makes things a bit easier when it comes to sound. But even then, you need to get the right score uh, to fit the mood. 
and uh, luckily I've been able to on those occasions I've been able to work with a good composer um, but in terms of sound design the film I'm editing at the moment uh, Just Let Go uh, that the sound for that film is going to be really important because it's you know every sound design it's all about bringing out the mood of the film whether you're just using the natural sound and the dialogue you know it, it needs to be every decision you make needs to uh, add to the film uh, so at the moment um, we kind of have to our film uh, just let go uh, it does, there's no dialogue it's all there's a bit of voiceover but there's no actual dialogue so really that gives us free reign to do what we like um, but we're trying to do something uh, a bit different with it in a sense because again it's one of those films that's got atmosphere and that's what we want to use the sound for is to build that atmosphere and kind of put the audience in a frame of mind that befits the character on screen yeah um and i think that's probably something i'd like to talk about in the next couple of weeks actually because i'm trying to get the film finished before christmas if i can yeah uh, it's a lot of work with all the color grading to do as well but yeah i think um it's a really creative aspect and uh i think people that do sound on films are very nice and they should come and work with us because they're awesome yeah I was, I've been thinking about sound quite a lot in relation to the film I'm working on as well as Sirens Bay one of the things that I enjoyed most about my last film Sam Sara Sands was creating the Foley uh, sound effects so I recorded all of the sounds uh, with with my composer and we recorded all the sounds in sort of foley, so like stabbing watermelons and 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 shooting guns and recording it and you know doing it old school, and incorporating that into the soundtrack was something that I really enjoyed. And that's some again that's something I want to incorporate into Sirens Bay because the soundtrack of Sirens Bay, what we're I'm working with the same guy uh, who goes under the name Call Back the Giants. And he's an experimental uh, musician in the sort of underground music scene. And uh, what we're hoping to create is the sort of soundtrack which is... It's hard to tell whether what's music and what's sound. So it's almost like a soundscape. So we'll be incorporating not only music, but you know the sounds of the sea and the sounds of the atmosphere and using that in an interesting way, hopefully. So, yeah, I again... Hopefully I'll be able to talk about this more mm. closer to the time. But I think sound is something that's always very exciting to me. Uh, I think it's a role that's really underappreciated as well. Yeah. In production and post-production. Like, I don't think sound guys get enough credit in a way. No, for sure. Um, and in a way, like, if you don't notice the sound design, it's probably a good thing. Because yeah. if you're noticing it, there's probably something wrong with it. But yeah. you know, if you're just swept up in what's happening and how it adds to the, what's happening on the screen, mm. I think that's a bloody job well done. I agree. Much love to the sounds people of this world. Yeah. And we should make friends with them. Yeah. Because they're awesome. Did you want to add anything else to that? I just wanted to say, make some noise. Okay, podcast peeps, we have a question for you this week. As some of you may know, in a few weeks, it's Christmas. And sometimes at Christmas, we like to watch Christmas films. Now, normally, we just watch Die Hard, Band Santa and Jingle All The Way, but we've seen all those a million times. <laughs> so what we'd like is uh, from you, the hashtag podcast peeps, is some recommendation of Christmas films that we can watch for our Christmas special that we're going to do, uh, which will be all about Christmas. Yeah, but the thing is, you can't just go yeah. for your white Christmases or your It's a Wonderful Life. We are going to go for the first person who suggests a film that neither me or Chip have ever seen. Um, 
we're not going to say what films we have seen, but we want something, yeah, maybe not that well known or something a bit different that we haven't seen. Yeah, we'll watch it, we'll review it, and we'll give you a shout out as well. And if you if if it's yourself that's made this film, even better. But you'll have to send it to us if you're an indie filmmaker because we probably won't be able to get it in the shop. Yes, that would be lovely, actually. Yeah. Um, and maybe we could get an independent short Christmas film as well. That would be even better. We're going to have to start researching that. That would be amazing. Yeah, but so, we don't need to because the hashtag podcast people are on in it. touch. They're on it. They're, they're brilliant. They're, they're typing away. They're typing away hacking, right now. Hacking into ISIS. Yeah, they're getting into the mainframe. They are. Yeah. It's the Matrix all over, but a Christmas Matrix. It's yeah. Neo with a Santa hat on. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, send us your Christmas film ideas. So that's the end of the podcast, and this bit I'm going to put in the middle, and no one will ever know. But except for the fact that you just went, wait, at the end. No, I'm super awesome editing man, I'll sort that out. So, our regular correspondent, Mr. Uh, Ross T. Miller, he asks us a question again this week. Can we have a jingle for Ross? Go on then. Ross T, Ross T, Ross T, Miller... Well done, sterling work as ever. Uh, Rusty Miller asks, Hey, I do indeed have a question for you this week. Uh, with the ridiculous news that uh, Hollywood is remaking Memento, are there any remakes you would like to see? And Ross says his would be a Con Air remake starring Jason Statham as Cameron Poe and either Michael Shannon or Ben Mendelsohn as Cyrus the Virus. And I mean, already he's won me over with Jason Statham. So Statham. I mean, uh, any remakes you'd like to see, Dom? Yeah, I'd like to see Sister Act remakes by Jason Statham <laughs> as well. <laughs> Home Alone, Jason Statham. Yeah, as the kid. Yeah. Yeah. That would work. Yeah. Because instead of paint cans, he could just kick their knees out. Basically, any film with Jason Statham. I'd be all right with that. Yeah. Stafe. I'm a Stafe. <laughs> In, uh, to really answer the question, I'd yeah. like to see a remake of Watchmen, and I'd like to see someone do a good version of it. Yeah, it's not really a remake though, is it? It's a, a re-adaptation. Whatever re you want to call it. Re-re-re. Yeah. Actually, yeah, adapt the comic book in a yeah. way that isn't crap. But I don't think that they should do a film. I think they should do a six-part miniseries. Yeah, HBO. HBO. Really. Basically, I think a lot of things need a miniseries yeah. nowadays. TV's much better, yeah. as Al Pacino said. Well, uh, what films do you think you are making then? What would you say? No, none of them. Like, the ones they remake are the ones that don't need remaking. Uh, but they should only make really shit films. Well, I think... Like Revenge of the Squid Chicken or something, you know. Hey, that's a classic. They yeah. love Squid Chicken. So, like, they're going to remake Don't Look Now. Like, Don't Look Now? What the fuck? <laughs> Don't do that, you idiots. Even Donald Sutherland said... it's. Uh, he said something like, it's utterly shameful. And he's still, like, utterly disgusted, the fact that they're remaking it. Unsurprisingly... Well, that's the thing. We live in a, uh, the the era of the remake because Hollywood shit. just run out of ideas, and unless there's an existing franchise or yeah. a remake, they don't have anything original anymore. Unless you're Chris Nolan, he does some original stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I I'm kind of with you on that. Like, it's difficult to think. I mean, remaking anything that's been made in the last twenty years or so is stupid. Like, yeah. Because in a way, like if they old old films, if they want to give them like bring them to a modern audience or something like that, I can kind of understand it no, in a way. I don't. And if they want to do something different, like if it's, but even then, it's like you're just it's taking like, the same premise. Buy and, a fucking DVD. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you know, 
as a general rule. I don't want to watch that, it's black and white. Or, I don't want to watch that because it, it's got subtitles on it and I can't read properly. Well, you just offended a lot of people. But also, you're right. But, you know, that's kind of the genuinely mentality of a lot of people. Is they don't want to go and watch it's not films. The me- I don't think it's the mentality of people. It's the mentality of Hollywood. I think most people are quite happy to watch old films and foreign films. I think that Hollywood thinks... I think that audiences are much smarter than Hollywood makes out. They are, yes. But Transformers is still going to make a lot more money than a Goddard film. Yeah, but that's because... We live in a world where people are twats. So you're going against the point you just previously made. How do you answer that question, Dom? All right, tell me a shit film. Watchmen. No, another shit film. That's the only one. No. Uh, uh, um, Come on, a really shit one. Uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, Norbit. Yeah, Norbit. Remake Norbit. But with Jason Statham in it. That's all you need to do. <laughs> so basically, I would like to see every single film ever remade, but with Jason Statham. What's that film? What's that film where Eddie Murphy plays all of the characters? That's all of Eddie Murphy's films, isn't it? That film. Beverly Hills Cop. He's all of them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what else he's done. Jason Statham is Eddie Murphy. Yeah. His entire back catalogue. Yeah. Well, I think we've adequately uh, answered that question. Um, Ross, we're going to get you on the show one day, so uh, I'm sorry about that. You've, you've done it to yourself. You have. But thank you for another awesome question. And hashtag podcast speech, let us know what films you think should be remade with Jason Statham. Yep. Ross T, Ross T, Ross T, Miller. Well, that's it for another week. Uh, thank you so much. I uh, want to do Dom's plug. Dom's plug. Dom's plug. He's plugging away. He's plugging away. Dom's plug. All right, get on with Can it. Can I do Tom's yeah, plug? Yeah, come on. Yeah. Okay, so um, there is an open screen at Modern Art Oxford uh, in December 2015. So uh, Film Oxford Open Screen Group, uh, basically they are, it's a network evening and an opportunity to show short films. Uh, so if you're in the Oxford area, um, get in touch with them. Um, best person to email uh, is uh, Zoe Broughton uh, and uh, email her at zoe at urchin.info uh, or you can find Open Screen on the Facebook uh, and the event is on the 3rd of December at half seven. So if you want to screen some stuff and get yourself down to Oxford then do that. It will be a very interesting event. And as ever, all the links to Dom's plug will be in the description. Alright, can I do the outro bit now? Is that alright? No, you can't. Well, we're going to be here a long time then. Okay. <laughs> but that's it for another week. Uh, thank you so much for being a hashtag podcast beep. Uh, all our previous episodes are available. Yes, I know, I just knocked the table again. You don't need to tell me. All the previous episodes are available free of charge on our SoundCloud page. Uh, and we would love you forever and ever and ever if you'd consider subscribing to us on iTunes. The more subscribers we get, the higher up the film charts we appear, and the more exposure we can give to these independent artists that we'd like to support. Uh, we also have a website, which is justtoridefilms.co.uk. We are on the Facebook, facebook.com slash justtoridefilms, at justtoridefilms on the Twitter. Dom, what is your personal Twitter account? It's at Dom Scary Fan. no, no. no. <laughs> That got old a long time ago. 
Not to me, it didn't. <laughs> That's one of your highlights of the week, isn't it? Waiting to do that. <laughs> okay, I'll do it properly then. So it's at Dom P I double L A I. Well done, well done. You're a functioning human being. Scary I... <laughs> man. <laughs> and I'm at Thompson underscore film. I'm just, I'm just going to end it. That's it. Uh, remember to send us your Christmas film ideas. Uh, go and watch uh, the short films that we've recommended and tell us what you thought. And ask us some questions. Oh, wait. <laughs> Missed a bit. What did you miss? Oh, hang Rusty. On. No, hang on. Hang Rusty. On. Hang on. No, listen, listen. We'll just glaze all over this, right? So we're just going to say goodbye and then I'll edit in the question bit and put it in the middle. Do we have a jingle no, for Rusty? We will, but let's just say goodbye now. Okay. Uh, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>